All right, so everyone, everyone on uh, the week of Parshat Tetzaveh. Um, so I'm looking to, to try and share with you um, openings for discussions with regard to the symbolism that that we find uh, related to us uh, among the Rishonim and the Mephoshim with regard to the, the Choshen Mishpat of the, of the Kohen Gadol. So we know well that the Torah uh, in tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu was instructed to tell Aaron, Vasita Choshen Mishpat, uh, you have to fashion this particular breastplate, as we call it, um, and you've got to, you've got to fill the breastplate with Arba'at Turim Aven, um, you know, four four rows of, of various stones. Now, uh, I think what is, is quite well known to us, or quite obvious to us, and that is that the Kohen Gadol, who represents all of Klal Israel, specifically uh, not just that each are represented, but each are represented in a holistic se se as, you know, sense that there's a, a complete Achtus over here. So the Kohen Gadol can't go anywhere without representation you know, of this idea that he really is the Shliach Tzibur for Klal Israel. And therefore he's, he's got to have every Shavit uh, represented while he does the Avodah. Which really, the avodah is an avodah for the tzibur, and um, uh, it's got to be done in such a way that you are representative, a real shliach tzibur for for all, all of Klal Israel. Now, some of the interesting comments with regard to the nature of of these stones. Uh, there's there's quite an interesting de debate or machlekes, if you want to call it that, as to as to what what exactly was engraved on the actual stones. Um, and 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 sort of like the names of the of of the shvatim are there. How how exactly were they structured? Um, and this was kind of a. It still remains a a machloket exactly as to how they were structured. And then besides the actual stones, uh, the twelve stones on the on the breastplate itself, the breastplate was attached to to the aphod, such that you had this apron, which the front of it um, had the Choshed Mishpat on it. And then the straps that became the shoulder straps of the Eifod, there were rings, there were, there were rings that it could, it could hook the, the Choshed Mishpat onto it, but it was kind of uh, held on top or highlighted by the Avnei Shoam, two different types of stone, or two different emerald stones, if we can call them that, on the shoulder pads of this Eifod. The straps then went down the back of the Kohen Gadol and, and wrapped around him like a like a, like an aphod. So there are two discussions to be had. One is the stones of the aphod, and then there's the stones of the actual shoulder pads, you know, the, the aphod. And um, and it's interesting to note the various machlokot, and I'm sure you have access to a number of uh, of chumashim. And each in each chumash, you'll you'll be able to see the different opinions um, as to as to how they hold. They'll, they should print out charts for you, um, like in all good Mishkan books, as to as to you know what exactly was was on them. So I have a particular uh, Mishkan book, um, and I'll just um, I'll I'll just try and uh, share it with you. Um, let's see if I can. If I can get it up here. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, see if you can all all see it. Okay. So hopefully you are able to see uh, this this the screen. Now, um, yeah, is uh, a representation, if you will, um, of a. Uh, it would be great if it was a three-dimensional figure, but essentially you have the stones of the 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 Choshen, and yeah, there are twelve. Arba Turim are the are the vertical columns, um, and they have the names of the Shvatim there. Uh, you may be able to see there are rings here at the bottom of the of the Choshen. These rings allow a piece of material to fold back up. So behind the actual breastplate holding the stones, there was this real, real precious fancy weave of material, which created kind of like a pocket as it folded back up. And what the diagram here is trying to show you is that there was the completion of the Choshen um, was what we call the Urim Vetumim. So you have two different expressions that are stapled together. You have the Choshen Mishpat and the Urim Vetumim. And we need to understand through the words of uh, the Mephorshim exactly um, how the how the two expressions dovetail. So this is this is an, uh, one way of understanding it. So the the material folds back, and therefore you have the the Choshen Mishpat in front, um, and material folded back creates a pocket, which inside that pocket, this is what they're trying to show you here with this yellow um tag here that says yeah shame shall membet otiot um it was a piece of parchment upon which was engraved the 42 letters the 42 letter name of Akosh Baruch Hu, and it was it was slotted in between uh that uh, that pocket created by the the fold going backwards that's that's you know that's one opinion now what's interesting is is that uh the Ramban and Rashi and the Ramban talk about this quite a bit as to what what exactly was meant by the by the phrase, you know, you know, Urim and and and, and Tumim. So, so the the understanding that we find uh in the Ramban is that there was kind of there were actually there were there were two there were two different pieces of parchment with two different names of Akosh Baruch Hu on them, such that there were two functions, there were two functions of prophecy received. By the Kohen Gadol uh, through the receptacle called the 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 Choshen Mishpat. So the Choshen represented the vehicle through which the prophecy, the prophetic message, reached the Kohen Gadol, and the Urim Vetumim was the the, the the spiritual prophetic revelation through Hashem's names, which helped you understand what was being uh, telegraphed from. On on high as a message to us. Uh, so what that means is as follows. The Kohen Gadol needs the ability to see a message highlighted in the letters on the Choshen Mishpat. Whether the, whether the letters actually lit up and he could see them lighting up, or there was kind of a prophetic imagine, imaginatory um, understanding of letters that were, you know, that were that were coming alive that he could see them 
actual light up or he could perceive them. That was one that was one level of the Navua prophecy that came to him. Uh, and and the Urim, let's say, the, the Urim, the, the shame of Hashem, the name of Hashem that allowed the lighting up equivalent of the letters was the was was powered by the Urim. And and the Tumim was the ability to to unscramble the letters. So when the letters lit up, the letters could come in a order which they were they are found on the actual physical um stones. But that order of how the letters would arrive in the sight of the Koengadol uh, or in his mind were not were not the message. They were just the letters that make up the message. You had to be able to unscramble the letters so that the message would now you know be intelligent. You know, so this is this is part of the famous, uh, you probably have heard of this uh, well-known Chidush that the Gaon of Vilna, um, you know, leveled at uh, at a famous story with Hannah, you know, when, when, when she's doubling for a child, she's, uh, she's an anguished, childless mother, and all she wants is to doven for a child, and Eli the Kohen Gadol sees her, and he sees her davening in a way which was unusual until Hannah's uh, until Hannah sort of invented the method, everybody would would daven out loud. Uh, so you you know, and uh, she was davening softly. Ailey sees her. He's trying to work out, you know, what's you know what's the what's the story with this lady. So as the Agarata and the Midrash tells us that he looks down at the Urim Vitumim and he sees uh, letters shine up in front of him, and. Um, you know, according to the way that we learn the Gemara, Rashi interprets the Gemara, he he sees he sees something. He sees the letters, uh, you know, flashing at him, and um, he says to her, "Are you, are you drunk?" You know, um, and you know she says, no, my master, I'm not." And you know, the Gemara interprets that she was she was giving him a bit of musar. She was saying to him, "Lord." You not Lord only. You're not even a master over your own prophecy. Never mind over what you're supposed to understand from me. What does that What does that mean? So Rashi brings that he saw he saw the word. You know, she said to him, "I'm Kasara. I'm like Sarah Imenu, who's also childless, and I'm davening, um, you know, to her or davening like she, like, you know, for her schut or like she was davening. I'm davening to Baruch Hu. And the reason why he said, are you drunk, is because the letters Shikora are the same letters as Kasara. Um, and so the Gaon puts this all together for us to, uh, you know, to understand that that was happening. And she was telling him, if you would read it correctly, you know, your your Urim, you know, the batteries are good. But the Tumim, the batteries are like flat. You need some Jerusalem batteries to put in there. You're not hopping from the Tumim. What, what's supposed to happen? You're seeing it, but you're not getting it. You know, I'm not Shikora, I'm either Kashaira, which are the same letters, one opinion, or, or Kasara, I'm, I'm, I'm like Sarah. So you see that there's a kind of a, uh, it, it's very dependent upon the Madraga of the Kohen Gadol, how the Urim and Tumim are actually going to come together in order for the level of Navua to telegraph a, a, a message, you know, across to, across to, to Klal Israel. Now, one of the, uh, so again, there was this one opinion that we see in the diagram in front of you where there's the shame shall membet otiyot. Then there's the other opinion I was telling you about where the Ramban 
tells you that there are two separate names in there, you know, represented by Urim and, and, and Tumim. Now, of course, the, they have to have the letters of the alphabet in order for them or for the message, you know, to be intelligible. You can't have you can't you've got to have the letters of the alphabet. So we're supposed to be able to find uh, you know all the letters of the Aleph base inside, you know, inside the the actual um letters of the names of the Shvatim. Uh, there's also a big machloket as to what the order of the Shvatim and how they are represented here. So let me just show you. Um hopefully you can again see it. I'll try and in, enlarge it a bit. Um you have different opinions over here as to how the order was represented, you know, of, of the of the children of the of the Shvatim. So yeah, you see according to the Sefer, According to the mothers that gave Shialdu that gave birth to them, and that's based on a on a Targum Yerushalmi. So again, this is this is uh, this is the order, Ruvah and Shimon Levi Yehuda. That's from Leah. Then Dan Naftali, you know, are coming from another another mother. You know, Rachel gets upset and she. Uh, right, understandably so. So she gives Bila to to Yaakov as the de facto, and and uh, Dan and Naftali are the other result. And then you know Leah does the same thing, and Zilpa becomes part of Yaakov Avinu's household, and that that yields God and Asher. And then you know the whole Misa where where um. Where where Leah becomes pregnant after buying Yaakov Avinu's time uh, with the Dudaim with those mandrakes, which were supposed to be some sort of aphrodisiac, which was going to help a fertility drug, which Rachel begged her to sell her after Ruvain had brought them back from the field, and so she got that time with Yaakov Avinu that night, and Issachar was born um, at that point in time, and so um, when uh, you know when that happens, um, Leia Leia has uh, Leia has now um, five five boys. Um, now it was gonna you know the the uh, the other the other child that was gonna be born to Leia, you know originally according to the midrash when she became pregnant, um, she. Uh, she felt so bad for Rachel that um, that she davened that the that the embryo be changed into a female, and Dina, you know, was was swapped out, and Yosef eventually went to Rachel as a, as a result of that, um, and um, and Dina was born to to Leah, and so was so was Zavulun. So eventually, Leia has um, sorry, Leia has six boys: Ruben, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Issachar, Zavulun, Dan and Naftali, Bila, Gad and Asher, Zilpa, Yosef and Binyamin to to Rachel. And so, in that order of their birth, this is how they are, you know. Sorry, yeah, in order of the mothers giving birth to them, that's how the Yerushalmi says they are placed on the Choshen. Um, Rashi says, no, the way they came into the world, not the mothers. So this is how Rashi has it, and probably this is the way we were taught in Cheda and still remember, 
Ruvain Shimon Levi Yehuda, Isaac Zavulun, Dan Aftali, Gad Asher, Yosef, and Binyamin. So that's, you know, that's a machloket as to what the order was on, on them as well. Now, when you look at each of the of the names there, and you look to try and see uh, all the letters, let's see, it's going to be hard on the white, but let's see over here. So what, what we find is that, you may know this as well, that there are four letters that are missing from the set of Aleph Basia represented by the names of the Shvatim. So in Ruvain, we've got Aleph and Bays. In Gad, we've got Gimel and Dalad. In Yehuda, we have Hay and Vav. In Zvulun, we have Zayin. When we look for a Chet, we see that there is no Chet. We don't know where that is. We put that on the side. We have to find a way of representing the Chet. We look for a Tet. We're in the same camp. We don't have the Tet. We do have we do have the Yud in many places. Levi, Yehud, and Naftali, etc. They are Yisachar, Yosef, Binyamin. Yud is all over the place. We're good. Chaf we have as well. Lamed in Zvulun we have. Uh, Mem in Shimon, you know, Nun in Ruvain and Naftali. Uh, we then look for a, a Samach in Yosef. When we're looking for the Ayin, we have it in Shimon. The Pei, we have in Yosef. And then we find that we are missing a Tzadi and a Kuf. They're also missing from the Setia. And so we have Chetet. Sadi and Kuf, four letters that are missing from the from the the letters of the Aleph base, and Reish is Ruva and Shin is Shimon and Taf in Naftali complete uh, complete the set. So we're missing four letters, and we have to ask a, a couple of questions. You know, what do we understand from the fact that these letters were not included in the names of the Shvatim? Um, that's question number one. And question number two is, okay, so we need the letters. You can't have an alphabet that's missing letters. You know, that's really going to not give up, you know, a real message without those letters. So um, looking to try and understand um, why those letters are missing. So I refer you, if you have a chance, you can, you can look it up and read it uh, in the original. But uh, in the... Um, in uh, in Chumash Bereishit, uh, I refer you to the the psukim towards the end of of uh, Pashat or let's say Pashat Vayachi, and um, we know the famous uh, story that the Torah tells us where Yaakov Avinu came along and gathered all the brothers together. And um, he says, you know, all of you need to come together. You know, uh, I'll get, come together and I want to reveal to you, you know, what's going to happen to you. You know, um, and at that point in time, I'm sure you're all familiar with the Midrash that, uh, Yaakov Avinu, because Yaakov legalotet akates. Yaakov Avinu wanted to reveal uh, how Jewish history was going to eventuate uh, the concept of Mashiach and when it's going to happen and how it's going to happen. And Akosh Baruch Hu felt it wasn't the right time at all. And Ruach HaKodesh disappeared from Yaakov Avinu. 
and it sent him into a bit of a panic because he he was in a sense in the dark and and therefore he you know he thought possibly that there was a problem here within the children that some of them had 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 a had a covertly uh, relinquished the belief in the, in you know in the Yichud of Akash Baruch Hu. and so therefore he said to them, you know, is this taka true? You know um, that I can't see the end because you guys have don't have the schut because maybe one of you has has uh, has jumped uh, has jumped ship, and they all said to him, Shema Israel, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. Shema Israel, you know, the Gemara interprets Yaakov, whose name is now Israel. Shema Israel, Abba Israel, listen, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. None of us have jumped ship. We all hold in the in the Yichud of Hashem. And so then Yaakov Avinu realizes that that uh, it's a Koshbar who's actually um, decided that it's not appropriate to reveal the to reveal the case. Now. It's interesting that this particular story, which is well known to us, may help uh, explain something here. Um, it's it's possible if you look at the back of the Chumash Bereishit in the Mikra Kodolot, right at the back, after you finished the whole Chumash, you have in many of the Mikra Kodolot, you'll have Heirushaya Rishonim ala Torah. They'll quote various Rishonim, um, you know, which are not in the actual. Um, you know, Daf itself, where the Chumash is printed. So on the right-hand side, you have a Perush, Perush Arosh, then you've got the Dat Zekeini Bale Atosfot, at the bottom you've got the Chizkuni. That's in, uh, I don't know, in, in I think the Maor um, publication of the Mikra Okudalot. So you'll find what I'm uh, relaying to you in the words of the, the Rosh and the Dat Zekeini Bale Atosfot. They refer to this particular uh, Midrash over here. So, um, so this is um, this particular midrash. It doesn't explain it a hundred percent, but it gives us an in to understand that Yaakov Avinu came along and said, "Listen, you know, Chasvashalo, um, maybe among you, there's, there's, there, there are, there are, there are some of you who've sinned, and as a result, you know, uh, you're not shlemim, and therefore I can't. You're not whole." And I can't reveal the the end of days to you. Um, so the 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 children, the 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 the, the sons of Yaakov, um, uh, you know, said back to them in the words of the Rosh, "Anuro chas v'shalom," you know, "Yishem she'ein ata motzeh bekirbeinu." Kates, just as you can't find amongst us, you know, the letters kuf tzadi and the ability to tell us the end of days. You won't be able to find within us anyone who sinned. I guess it should say that there is no hate among us, there is no chet and tet, and therefore. You should not think that that that's the reason there's no kates. The no kates is because Akash Baruch Hu hasn't seen it fit to uh, to reveal it. And so, even when you named us and and etc., we weren't going to be the have the schut to have the to have the prophecy of the end of days revealed uh, revealed to us. So 
it it must be that um um at, even though it's not it's not there um we have to find a way of putting them back and so yeah there are i would say two well-known opinions among the rishonim so if you look back again at the at the diagram here that i've got in this mishkan book so you see yeah uh, now this is how the Rambam interprets where we're going to get our letters back from. So says the Rambam based on a Gemara interprets the Gemara this way. There are a number of ways to interpret that Gemara, and Masechet Yuma define Gimel. The the Gemara says as follows: um, according to one opinion. The names of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov are actually on here as well. And according to the way the Rambam interprets, says, you see, on Ruva and Stone, you have Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. And once you include the Shemot of the Avot on here, you will incorporate the Tzadi, the Chet, and the Kuf in Yitzchak. And the symbolism of Hoshim point out is that uh, this whole concept of the Hoshim Mishpat housing the stones, need, you know, it's kind of like the foundation stone of Klal Israel, and the real foundation stone of Am Israel are the Avot. And so therefore their place on the Hoshim Mishpat is very apt. But we're still missing the Tet, to which the Rambam tells you that one opinion in the Gemara tells us that the words Shiftei Yudhei, the tribes of Shiftei Yudhei, the name of Hashem, Shiftei Ka, the names of, 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 of the, the tribes of Hashem. And that's, in a sense, at the end, the, the first Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov at the beginning, Shiftei Ka at the end on Binyamin's stone. So the Tet of Shiftei uh, helps us um, complete all of the 22 letters of the of the Aleph base. That is the that is the Shita, the opinion of of the Rambam. According to the Chizkuni, works with a whole different approach, and uh, and yeah, the Chizkuni is also based on Agaritas in the in the Gemara as to what happens. Yeah, uh, Rashi quotes this this idea, and that is that it's interesting that we need. The names of Akosh Baruch who represented, you know, in or on the Choshen itself. So we spoke about how the Ramban, uh, 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 you know, Urim and were two different names of Akosh Baruch Hu, the other Shitta of the 42 letters. And what is well known is the fact that the, the one of the great names of Akosh Baruch Hu are the 72 letters making up Hashem's name. So we need 72 letters to be represented here as well. So look what the look what the Shitta now does. It's it, it works with this idea that there are 72 letters of Hashem's name divided equally among all the Shvatim. Every Shavit is equally as vital to the makeup of the full name of Akarish Baruch. Hu. Therefore, there are six letters on each stone. And the way that the six letters are divided, of course. Well, you take the the, the Ikar name of the of the of the son of Yaakov Avinu, and you you see how many out of six letters you need for the name, and how many are left. So in Ruvain's case, we have five letters, and then we've got one one space. 
So we put the Aleph there. The Aleph from Abraham. Shimon has five letters. We can, we've got space for one. The Bet of Abraham. Levi, three letters. And the last three letters of Abraham's name. Reshadim, Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Abraham. Then Yehuda, you got five in Yehuda's name. One letter left for the Yud of Yitzchak. Yisachar, five. Sadi of Yitzchak. Zavulun, um, that's interesting, eh? The way the way Zavulun should be spelt with out of Av. Hmm. That's interesting because we need six letters, not seven. I wonder if this is an error over here, the way that it's brought here. Because Zavulun is normally Chaser. Let me just check here. Uh, let's zoom out and see how it's spelt elsewhere. Gonna mess up my shear here. That's, uh, that's where it's Malay. And also Malay. Mm. This is not helping me, eh? Um, let me see something else. I'll, I would bet that there's a. I'll look for it to see if. Um, let's see what happened here. Also, Malay. Okay, well, I'll just finish what I think I thought was the shita here. Zvulun, if you take away one vav, we'd have five letters, and then there's the chet of Yitzchak. Um, then we're looking for dan. We've got space for four letters, so the kuf of Yitzchak, and then the yud ayin and kuf of Yaakov. Naftali, five letters, and the bet. Um, completing the name of Yaakov. God is two letters. We have space for four more. And now we've got the word Shiftei. And then, interesting, the Chizkuni works with an opinion, unlike the Rambam that works with the one opinion in the Gemara that was Shiftei Ka. Um, yeah, we work with the other opinion that it was Shiftei Yishurun. Yishurun is a nickname for Amisrael. And so Yushurun is then spelt Asher is three letters, got three letters of Yud Shin Reish for Yushurun. And in your safe, you have four letters, space for Vav and Nun. And Binyamin is an argument how you spell Binyamin, two Yuds or one Yud. Yeah, we need two Yuds to make up six letters, and therefore Binyamin doesn't get uh, any other letters. So I'll have to do some homework on how to, uh, if the Chiskuni is spelled correctly over here in this. Mishkan book, because point to the way I understood it, you need six letters on each stone, and um, I've got an extra letter over here. Um, you can have a look to see over the next few days if you find, I mean, I think we will look at other ways of spelling it and then and then compare. So this is according to the Chizkuni, how the letters find their way into, uh, you know, all the letters now are, are represented here in um you know in the in the Khoshen. Now um just looking here I've got a I've got an argued Kaplan Khumash. Uh about oh, one second he's in English. The living Torah I don't think he's in Hebrew. So he won't he'll spell the names in English that is not a lot of help. Let me see I've got a Gutnik Khumash I want to take an Afarak scanned it. Let's see how they spell it. Oh, they do spell it Malay. Hmm. So, what would he do? What would the... 
Okay, there's definitely room for homework here. Tough. Um, Sometimes, Rob, you know, you get that extra when the gematria doesn't add up. They they give you an allowance of one, you know? Yeah, so here I've got this vav, which is a problem. I don't... Um, I'm wondering. I have to go back and see the actual chizkuni now inside to see what, he's, what he says. I have to read it again. Um okay, I'll I'll just work with it. I'll read it as we as we move on. Um okay. Um I mean in general, right? Just in general, um Torah Torah the general rule is that that, that words in Torah are spelled chaser. Um and if they spelt Malay, you have to ask yourself why and you go and you explore what uh you know what's happening but it could be that this is that this is right could be that that even um so now we, ha we have to go now and see uh in the actual torah itself how, how it spells it so i'm just going to look up quickly while we're talking um what what happened over here in um yeah, so if you have a look in Parshat Vayetze, it's a Bereshit Perik Lamed, you know, Pasuk Chaf. So, Yutet is Vatar Odlaya, Laya conceived again, Vatalit Ben Shishile Yaakov, Vatome Laya Zvadani Elohim Oti Zevetov. Shem has given me a, a gorgeous present. Apam is Belaini Ishi. He's given me six kids. And Zavulun in the Torah is spelled Chaser. So I feel a little bit better, but geez, man, it's an interesting one. Now the question is, if it's spelled Chaser in Parashat Vayetze, is it spelled elsewhere in Torah? Um, you know, Malay. So you'd have to go and uh, and look at, at the end of... Um, and I look at each time the Shvatim are, are mentioned. Yeah, no, in Pashat Vayiga, Shuvnei Zvulun, Chaser. If you've got a Sefer Shmot, you know, look at Vayle Shmot Ben Israel. I don't know, this might be a, okay, either a printing error on their, on their part, or there's a Chidush waiting to be uh, discovered. Okay, so now, just for completion, we need to now go you know, to the actual, um, the actual stones sitting on top of of the aphod. These are the stones, and here, you know, the pasuk tells you um, as follows. Here's our Mishkan book again. Um, the pasuk here says, shoam." We take. Two separate, let's call them emeralds, because they're green. I don't know if they are emeralds. And you've got to have the names of, of you know, B'nai Israel or the, the Shvatim there. And now this Pasuk is a little cryptic. Six of their names on the one stone. So this is interesting. How do you interpret Allah Ebenashainit, Ketoldotam, as they are born. I mean, it's not so cryptic. 
yeah, it gets a little bit more. You've got to have these um, these stones. The stones are engraved on the names of Ben Israel. This Al is is uh, is argued over by the Mephoshim exactly what they are. Um, so let's have a look quickly just to see what's happened here. So Rashi tells us quite simply, we're going to go according to the the way the the mothers gave birth. Ruben Shimon Levi Yehuda, Dan Naftali, and then Garashi Sacha Zvulun Yosef Binyamin. Now you see that Zvulun, yeah? That's Zvulun exactly, that's what I was expecting. Zvulun should be Chaser. Okay, then here's the Rambam. Rambam has a different order. Ruben Levi Sacha Naftali, God. And here's Chidush number one of the Rambam. There is a concept of a certain amount of letters on each side of the of the the stones. So there's a concept that there are supposed to be 25 letters. So let's say we've got we've got 5, 8, 10, 13, 15, 18, 20. In order to get 25, we have we add a hey. Hashem's name comes into your Hosef. And he does that as well. The Rambam, he does that as well. I think in the, there's the Rambam. No, he doesn't. I think, I think that's a Chirush on the, on the Avnei Shoham, which are on the shoulders. Then you've got Shimon, five letters. Yehuda, five letters. Vulun, five letters. Again, Chaser. Um, Dan and Asher, five letters. And then you've got to take away a Yud from Binyamin. To if you want to, you know, if you are committed to this concept of 25 letters on each, which we have to work out exactly what that represents. Then the Sefer quotes three other opinions from different bright thoughts um, as to uh, how the names featured. Um, and yeah, again, Binyamin spelled with a double yud. So they this shita is not committed to the idea of 25 letters on each side. However, Zvulun is chaser. I'm getting a lot of support here from this. Um, and yeah, Binyamin's got a double yud. Also then, and then Yosef is, is regular. Third shita, okay, this is here as well. Yosef's normal, Binyamin, two yuds, Zvulun chaser. So it becomes an interesting, uh, you know, what you call exercise for study as to, you know, what these machlokot are all about and, uh, and you know, how we, how we, what, what ideas we can extract from, uh, you know, from these, uh, from the representation, you know, of this, um, of these names. Now, it's interesting, the one chidush that I always enjoyed when I first read it uh, was as follows. So the Gemara comes along, and it's a very famous Gemara. Uh, and um, the Gemara in Sota Daflamad Vavamuvet, the Gemara tells us that um, when Yosef was seduced by Potiphar's wife, so you well know this Midrash, Yaakov's um, image sort of uh, floated in front of him, and um, that helped him to 
that helped him to resist. And um, the Hashem gifted this image to Yosef and had Yaakov Avinu uh, mouth a message to him. And the message was that, you know, Yosef, you know, you and your brothers, your names will be inscribed upon the stones of the the Choshen and the Ephod. And your name is there among them. Do you want your name to be erased? Then sin. And if you are going to sin, you know, you will be punished such that you will not be among them. And that motivated yourself to, to resist. Now, it's interesting that not every one of the Shvatim um, had a perfect track record in terms of, you know, uh, appropriate behavior, specifically in the area of, of sexuality. So we know that Ruvain, depending on how you understand what happened with him and Bila, um, did he actually... Did he actually just change the order of the the beds around? Um, he thought it was in the front that Yaakov Avinu should have Bila instead of Rachel. Rachel had passed away. So he thought Leah should be there next to Yaakov in the main bedroom, if you can call it that. So he replaced that replacing of the tent as Ke'ilu, in the words of the Torah, as if he had, um, you know, he had, he had, um, he had put it, he, he had put himself in an area which was too which was totally inappropriate as if he slept with with uh, with Bila um, but he didn't really um that's that's the general I guess the classic interpretation based on Agatha but if you go with a you know with the actual literal interpretation there was impropriety over here Yehuda also gets into trouble right he and Tamar um and somehow Ruvain and, and Yehuda um, are not are not excluded. Yosef would have been excluded, but we don't have a midrash excluding uh, Ruvain and Yehuda. Um, and the question is exactly why. Uh, now it's understood based on the Agaritas that so Rav, yeah, Rav, didn't didn't they only come back when they kind of did teshuva? Weren't they excluded, but then came back? Ruvain and yeah, so this is this is exactly what we understand that they did tshuva, uh, and as a result of their tshuva, um, they they uh, they weren't penalized. What 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 does that imply about your safe? So when the when the Gemara says that Yaakov told him, "I'm warning you, if you sin, you're going to lose it. You're going to lose your representation." Yeah, was Yaakov Avinu convinced that that? Um, that either Yosef would 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 not be able to do tshuva, or even if he would do tshuva, it wouldn't help him. Because it implies that, you know, everyone's got a chance to do tshuva. Ruvain and Yuda succeeded. Why wouldn't Yosef succeed in doing tshuva? Um, it some, somehow implies that that he that that even if he did do tshuva, he wouldn't be allowed. He wouldn't be allowed. His name would not be here. So this is a. This is a question that I found in the writings of 
Rabashimon Schwab Zatzal. He has a he asks this particular question. So um he points out as follows. He says that if you look at the Khoshen and all the precious stones that were on there, so the the second to last stone is your safe, your safe and then Binyamin. Your safe stone is the Shoham. Uh, and if you match up all the names, you'll see that each one had their own stone, and your safe's match was uh, the Shoham. So your safe actually has his own stone on the actual Choshen, uh, and then he has these two stones on the Eifod of the, you know, of the of the Kohen Gadol. So even though everybody's name is is engraved in the in the stone, but what you need to appreciate is that. Yosef has his, his name on the Choshen, his, his name on these two shoulder stones. And it's his stone upon which all of the Shratim are engraved upon. So in other words, it's interesting how Yosef lives up to his Midrashic um, appellation, the title given to him, Yosef at Tzadik. And, you know, all the Agarathas talk about a tzaddik is a yesod olam. A tzaddik is the foundation stone upon which the world stands. So your safe is called a tzaddik yesod olam. Now it's, now it's not just because of his personality, but in other words, it's represented in the fact that your safe's stones support or allow all of the other shvatim to coexist. That's a real foundation stone. So Rav Schwab says a beautiful chidush. He says, had Yosef sinned, he could have he could have done tshuva. And if he would have done tshuva, his name would still have been engraved on the Choshen Hamishpat stone, just as Reuven and Yehuda's names were also. But in order to be a tzaddik, Yosod Olam, you know, in order to have that extra huge madrega where you can unify and support and be the foundation stone for everybody, that chus would have been lost, even if you would have done tshuva. And it's this these sets of stones on the on the afod which represent this unique madrega of your safe, the ability to be the mashbir, the supporter, the uniter. You know, to, the one who was able to, despite the fact that they sold him into slavery, look past it and 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 you know, and repair the family fabric back, back bring it back together again. So, so what what Rabbi Schwab is interpreting the the Agarate and the Gomorrah to be saying, and its application to this the concept of Yosef losing out, even if he would have done tshuva, um, is Yaakov Avinu saying to him. Not that your name would be absent, you know, from, from the Choshen. It would be absent from the Eivod. And what he meant was, you know, even if the Agarita used the, the word Eivod, what it meant was you'd be, you, you wouldn't be able to be the, the Tzadik Yesod Olam at the top of the Eivod. Somebody else's stone would have to have you on there, but you wouldn't be able to support everybody. So you would have had a place through the tshuva on the Choshen, but the Shoham stone on the Eifod would no longer be able to, to serve as the Yesod, the, 
the tzaddik yisod olam for for uh, you know for all of for all of all of Klal Yisrael. Uh, okay, so that is a a beautiful idea that uh, we can uh, we can use to understand what was going on here. So okay, so what we've done is we've spent a bit of time looking at um, the chidushim or the different opinions with regard to the stones, and um, and of course the job is to go further to work out exactly um, what what each represents. So there were a couple of concepts that I mentioned which. Um, we need to do a bit more work just to get a little bit uh, of a fuller understanding. We've got we've to work out the Zvulun story. I'm still uh, uh, irritated by that. Um, um, we need to work out this concept of uh, if the Zvulun is correctly spelt on the stones, then I've got to work out that 72 name is not really right. There's a bit of homework there. i also got to work a bit more to understand the concept of 25 letters on each stone, you know, what does that, uh, what does that represent? Um, you know, as I say, that's in the Gomorrah. I'll have to look, look better back at it to get uh, a better, a better understanding. And then um, there was something else that I wanted to mention. Uh, yes, there was another shita. There was another opinion, which I found in the, in the Mesha Chochmah. Um, and that that is a, it's based on the Yerushalmi um, as to how the names how the names were you know was 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 spelt um, and uh, and what he says what he says is as follows um, just trying to see if I can find it here. Ah. Um. I know it was something I think I'd. Oh, here we go. Yeah, this is a real interesting opinion, yeah. Um, Binyamin's name, Binyamin's name is actually divided. Um, so you in on the actual stones of the of the shoulder pads of the aford the interpretation you know of of what the torah means when it says that when moshabainu blesses binyamin um and he talks to the the moshabainu says to binyamin uvein ktefav shachein akosh baruchu so to speak exists between your shoulders this was a this interprets of the Yerushalmi um, to mean that Binyamin, who's the only Shavet or the only personality who wasn't involved in the sale of Yosef and thereby um, undermining the unity of the Shvatim, Akash Baruch Hu dwells between the shoulders of Binyamin. 
What the Gemara takes that to mean at first blush is that um, the way that the Mizbah was set up, the Kodesh HaKodashim, um, that was partly in Yehuda's position, partly in Binyamin's position, you know, um, land holding. But yeah, it would be that your name, Binyamin, would be spelled such that you'd have on the shoulder pad, Shimon Levi Yehuda Yisachar Yosef, and then just Bet Nun on the one side, and then Yamin, Ben Yamin, on the on the and Yamin would be on the on the left hand side. That was the chiddush that uh, that was that 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 the uh, that is uh, referred to over here by by the by the Yerushalmi. Uh, one last opinion I just wanted to mention, and we'll finish with this. That, that Gemara in in Yoma Ein Gimel Amudbet. That Gemara that 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 spoke to us about um, how we complete the letters of the name the the letters of the alphabet through the names. And uh, and how and, and Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov missing and Shiftei It's interesting that the that the the Amora Shmuel is the one there who who who's mechadesh that Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov's name were on the were on the stones as well. Um, and then the Gemara goes on to say that Rabbi Acha comes along and says that no, it it uh, the names the word Shiftei Yishurun was added to it as well. Because you need to get the tet. Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov, you just have the the tzadichet uh, and kuf in Yitzchak. So only by putting Shmuel's opinion together with Rabbi Achaz do you get the idea that you had Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov and Shiftei Ka or Shiftei Yishurun. Now, it's interesting. I was wondering, you know, what would happen according to Shmuel's own opinion? Shmuel came along and said the Avot were on there. But he doesn't say about the Shifta Yishurun. Does that mean that Shmuel doesn't hold of that? Um, you know what? What would he have done? How would he have? How would he have actually completed the letters of the, you know, of the Aleph base? And here you find a, another another Chirush as well, and that is as follows. I saw in the. I don't know if you remember this. I got this as a as a as a Bamitzvah present from when I was a kid. I got you know the you know the famous early midrash says. Um, anyway, I was I was reading through some of the midrashim there, um, and um, you know it's, it's interesting how this opinion comes up here. I'll show it to you quickly. So yeah, when I first showed it to you, I showed you that here was a diagram. Uh, oh, where was it? No, it wasn't on here. I thought I showed it to you. Here we go. So yeah, when you see this, you see the actual names of each of the stones. So listen to this interesting opinion. There's an opinion in Midrash which says that there was an ability to see the letters not only of the Shvatim, but also the name of the stone itself. So so according to this understanding, the, the name Odem, which is Ruvain's stone, the name Odem is on there as well. Not sure where you put it, but you were able to see it. So if you were able to see the name of the stone, as well as the name of the Shavit. So look what you have here. You have Pitada. Pitada, that's the Tet. So according to Shmuel, if he held of this opinion, it would work as well. Because he had Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov. So he's got the Tzadi, um, Chet and, and Kuf. 
And Pitada would come up in the actual name of the stone itself. So maybe Shmuel would be able to work with that opinion. And he didn't need Rav Achaz to come along with Shiftei Ka or Shiftei Yishurun. All right, so look, I'll just leave those few ideas with you. And um, if I see anything on that Zvunun or anything uh, interesting, um, I will blinate uh, what what's happened to you. If you have any questions or comments, Bavakasha. Okay, so uh, nice to see you all again. And uh, thanks, Rib Davy. Thanks, guys. Rib Davy, yes, quick question: Why is why thanks, is the Fulun such an unpopular name of all of all the Shratim? It's hardly used. Um, yeah, look, it is a good question. To be honest, I, you know, I guess a bala, I, I guess a Balabatisha answer would be that you know. You know, the sound of it doesn't work so well with our mentality. But you might be right that there's something deeper about it. Um, in Yiddish, I mean, in Yiddish, you know, uh, oh, yeah. Well, you, you remember when we were growing up, um, the name, the, the Yiddish name Zelig. Do you remember mm. Zelig Cats? Mm. Yeah, it's such, uh, you know, uh, Ari Katz's dad. Yes. All right, so his name was Zelig. Zelig is the Yiddish of Zvulun. So Ze, you know, Zvulun Zelig or Zelig Zvulun. So it could be that, uh, you know, could be there's something there that, uh, I don't know, just fell out of use. Um, you know. I just, um, I just thought there must be some reason. Yeah, I'm trying to think of... Uh, of, of great people that uh, yeah listen it's a it's an interesting point to see what happened there i mean look nothing negative happens to zvulun right we don't uh or particularly positive either maybe um yeah look maybe maybe staying out of trouble is also worth something hey i don't know um um i mean it's a beautiful idea you know use belaini ishi you know um yeah okay look i'll i'll look to see i mean um if you look at all the different name books i don't know if anybody has a, a comment about zavulun i mean he has a name book which normally has very interesting comments here um in in Vayachi, zavulun is always katzer yeah, I'm telling you, I'm like almost convinced everywhere else, but it could be that I'm wrong. It's somewhere along the line. Um, yeah. I don't see um, if any Biorim here. No, I don't see any comment. Uh, I don't, yeah, I mean, if you if you push me now, I would probably say that it's just a matter of not sounding... Not sounding nice, yeah. Not sounding nice to us. Um, but, uh, yeah, it could be I'm wrong. I don't know. It would be interesting to do a search to see how many big, big people use that name. Yeah. Okay, it was just a thought. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I just okay. wondered why you don't get of any. Yeah, yeah, correct. 
other than Stephen Emden. <laughs> yeah, so we have uh, we have a Zelig, we have a Zelig Zulun. You know, he actually was ex South African, passed away many years ago. But we have a we have his name up as you know his kids are here in Australia. Um, I must actually go check how I spelled that name. In the name book that I just looked, I saw uh, I saw it was spelled in Malay. But let me check in a in a book on Gitin, or you know how uh, in a proper halakhic book how it's spelled. Yeah, there's a book called Ketubah Kilchata. How you write names in a Ketubah? How you spell them? Right. Let's, let's let's see. Let's see. Yeah, so yeah, Zvulun in this particular Lachik cipher, Bevav Acharabet, Ubelovav Acharalamet. Exactly like as in. Yeah. And then he writes over here, Vim Chotem Zvulun Belovav Acharabet, Ubevav Acharalamet, O Zvulun Bevav Acharabet, Ve Acharalamet, like Malay, like we. We, you know, we, we allow it to to we allow it to be a signature. In other words, it's not that bad. In other words, it's it's a puzzle signature. You spelt the name wrong, and you need to revisit it if you had no vavs in. But uh, but one vav in either space or or, or two vows, they let it pass. Let me see yeah, another book I have on names. Um, yeah, they have both. In this one, they have Zvulun Malay, Zvulun Chaser. So it must be somewhere in Torah. If they, if they have it, probably, probably somewhere. I'll, I'll quickly do a... I can quickly do a search on... Um, I've got a concordance here, concordantia. You'll just look at it and you'll see how it's how it's spelt, you know. But anyway, you see already from the books that I have here. Yeah, 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 um, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all good, you know, coming right. Um I took a big knock after let me just stop the recording here. Um